0: Please go to slash Bill, or you can call 1 800 245 6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, February 27, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, I was on the move again this weekend, went down to Florida, I had some business to do down there. Um, and I have uh, some things to report to you later on in the broadcast. I think you'll find uh, interesting and maybe even amusing. But first, the talking points memo, the COVID leak. So as you know, uh, COVID devastated the world and America for about two years. And uh, all of us were disrupted. Some of us still haven't recovered. Uh, Some of us died. Um, Some of us have long COVID to this day, a weakened immune system and uh, all of that. Uh, In my lifetime, next to 9-11, that was the worst thing that's happened to this country, the COVID pandemic. And we still don't know how it got here, all right, and how it was developed, because the Chinese will not cooperate. They will not let United Nations investigators, World Health Organization people, go to the Wuhan lab, which was the center ground zero of COVID. So the Chinese are villains and they're covering something up, nobody knows what. Okay, there's speculation, COVID has been used for political gain, okay? All of that has been in play. It is my job to cut through all that and to tell you the truth as I can ascertain it. So, here we go. The Wall Street Journal got a hold of information from the federal government, okay? Okay? And the information says that COVID probably leaked out of the Wuhan lab. This is from the Department of Energy. But in that assessment, the DOE says it has low confidence, low confidence in the conclusion. What does that mean? It means it can't prove it primarily. The FBI says the exact same thing. COVID came out of the lab. It has moderate confidence in its conclusion, which means it has more evidence, the FBI does, than the Department of Energy. Third, the CIA has not weighed in at all. Now, they're the agency that should know because they're in charge of foreign intel. They haven't weighed in. Okay, when I read this, I believe it. I believe that COVID leaked out of that lab, that scientists there were investigating a virus, okay, trying to find out where it came from, if it came from a bat, if it came from a snake, a dog. They were analyzing it. Chinese scientists and somebody in that lab got infected and walked out to the streets of Wuhan 8 million people in the city and boom there you go that's what I think happened based upon my reportage over the last two and a half years I could be wrong now immediately the pinheads and I'm including Dr. Fauci from the CDC in the pinhead description sought to politicize the COVID situation. Roll the tape.
1: Now, uh, a lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. It sounds like they're talking about a man-made virus that China was
2: weaponizing that got out of control. I have always said that the high likelihood is that this is a natural occurrence. I didn't dismiss anything. I just said it's a high likelihood that this is a natural occurrence from the environment of an animal
0: reservoir that we have not yet identified. He's the worst. And I didn't come to that conclusion in any kind of quick way. While the conservative combinators were killing him in the beginning, I held back. But now I can tell you, he's the absolute worst. Doesn't know what he's doing. Okay. So you had that situation where it was politicized and people believe what they want to believe. It always goes back to that. Okay. Some people on the right believe that uh, this was a weapon from China and China did it on purpose and that China infected the world on purpose. It's what they believe. They want to believe that. On the left, I don't know what the heck. Why does uh, Hayes, who is ridiculous, he's just a ridiculous human being. Why does he object to somebody saying, you know, I think it might have come out of that lab? Why? There's no answer to that question. Okay, but the worst part of this story isn't the speculation. Fauci was bad, but this is worse than Fauci. Was the social media that censored it. So Facebook removed any discussion from the lab leak story on in May 2021. They just wiped it out. It wasn't allowed to be discussed. And YouTube did the same thing. So if you said, you know, I, like I just did, I think it came from that Wuhan lab, boom, you were wiped out. That's serious business now. And this new Congress has got to really zero in on this kind of totalitarian censorship. Now, to its credit, Twitter did not do that. Okay? Just so we're trying to be fair across the board here. So let's sum up. The evidence so far compiled says that COVID infected someone in the Wuhan lab. The person walked out and infected the world. That's how it happened. That's the evidence that we have. OK, but it's not conclusive. That's not conclusive. Will it ever be? I don't think so, because China will not cooperate. That's the memo. Masks. I hated those masks. I got to up front tell you I hated it. I wore them. I didn't want to wear them. I stayed out of crowds. Uh, I, I just hated them. So now we have a new report from the Cochrane Database of systematic reviews. Wow, huh? I don't know what this is. I got to be honest. I, I never heard of this, but they have reviewed all right, 87 studies, 78 studies. I'm a little dyslexic today. 78 studies reviewed by Cochrane about masks and whether masks protect us. They say their conclusion is that masks make little or no difference to the spread of COVID. I can't verify it. I don't know what Cochrane is. I don't know whether they have any kind of uh, dog in the hunt here. I don't know. But it's worth mentioning. Uh, 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 I, it's, if you want to read that thing, it's all over the Internet. You can read it. It's It's... A lot of facts there, but the conclusion is the masks don't work. President Biden, nothing today uh, except a uh, reception celebrating Black History Month. I was not invited. I'm stunned. I know a lot about black history, a lot more than Joe Biden knows, but I didn't get invited. Anyways, having a reception at 5 p.m. I hope everybody has a good time. Vice President Harris, you know, this is what they call in the cliche low hanging fruit, going after her. And I avoid it on most occasions. I wrote a column yesterday, posted on BillO'Reilly.com. You all can read it, don't have to be a premium member or anything like that, about how Kamala Harris is the mistress of deception. That could be a TV show, right? The Mistress of Deception. Now, whether or not she knows she's deceiving, I I don't know. I can't read her mind. But this is the most obvious, blatant, uh, best example I can ever bring you. And it's what my column was based on. She goes to Bowie State University, primarily black school, on February 22nd and says this. Go. Every day, Joe Biden and I talk about and work together with our partners,
2: like former leader Hoyer, current leader Hoyer, um, to lower
0: the cost for the people of our nation, because you are a leader. For working families, we have reduced heating and electricity bills. So folks have more money in their pocket to buy things like school supplies, replace the dishwasher or take a family vacation. Not true. It's not even close to being true. Here are the facts. Over the past year, the American consumer has paid 12% more for electricity and 27% more for natural gas. Overall, under President Biden, a little more than 13 months now, okay, the price of fuel, all fuel, no matter what you use, is up 28%. Okay? So the Biden administration is not cutting fuel costs. Just check your fuel bills. I do. Up, up up and up. Gasoline in your car goes up and goes down. That depends on a lot of different forces. So, Kamala Harris says this to the students and the faculty at Bowie State. People in the audience, they don't know. Right? Media? Nothing. So the Biden administration knows this. They know they can say anything And nobody's gonna call him on it. All right? When I did the uh, Andrea Mitchell thing last week, and I hope you saw that, um, where she was interviewing Kamala Harris and said that uh, DeSantis in Florida refused to teach black history. This is NBC News correspondent Andrea Mitchell. I was the only one on television, the only one who called her out. No one else. And then NBC made her apologize is shocking but the Biden administration knows can get away with saying anything. Let's go to Arizona. So Tempe, Arizona, suburb of Phoenix, Arizona, tremendous drug problem, tremendous migrant problem. Uh, I was down there a few weeks ago, and it's just insane. So the DEA works in partnership with the Tempe, Arizona police, which is a compliment to that police agency, by the way. So, um, they seize, um, when was this, uh, they, February 23rd, I just learned of this, they seized 4.5 million fentanyl pills, 30 million lethal doses of fentanyl in one operation. More narcotics are coming into the United States today than ever before in the history of this nation. And it's, there's no dispute about it. Everybody knows it because of the open border. So we are fortunate to have a guest tonight who has written a brand new book. It is called Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. All right. It's been out about a week. And uh, I have read most of the book. Every fact you ever wanted to know about the border is in this book, so if you are somebody who wants the debate or anything, you need to pick up Overrun. Uh, the author is Todd Benzman. He's a senior national security fellow for the Center for Immigration Studies. He joins us now from Austin, Texas. All right, good job on the book. Everybody knows what's happening, you know. Even though Mayorkas and, and Biden and Harris keep saying oh, the border is secure, everybody knows that's a deceit. Just like I proved on the uh, electric and the fuel bills, right? They just are deceivers, okay. But what we don't know is why would a sitting president of the United States, most powerful man in the world, want his own country overrun by migrants and dangerous drugs? Why would he want that? Please go to taxnetworkusa.com Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency.
1: So, Bill, there's a chapter in the book called The New Theologians, a big, long chapter about how the Biden administration, especially during the campaign, the 2020 campaign uh, leading up to the election, uh, became uh, dependent on a very far left fringe of the Democratic Party coalition. Think kind of the Bernie Sanders people, but even, even to the left of them. Uh, to be able to emerge from a crowded field of primary candidates and then to go on and win against Donald Trump. Everybody thought it was going to be a very thin margin of victory, uh, whoever won. And uh, for their reward, they were given power, real power in the White House, and they took the immigration portfolio. Uh, This is all described in, in much more detail than that. But the ideology, the theology uh, that these people hold has been held at bay for years and years by regular mainstream Democrats, but they couldn't do it this time because they were so needed. Uh, They were going to tip the the balance sheet for Biden. And those people still have the immigration portfolio to this day. And they have this ideology, uh, this theology of, uh, open borders equals human rights, uh, equals civil rights, that somehow U.S. civil rights apply to the entire world, that borders are an anachronism, that they are cruel and inhumane, that anybody should be able to, to, to walk anywhere they want into anybody's country. Uh, so that's one thing. It's the gratification of seeing an, a rejected ideology implemented. Okay. Uh, in reality,
0: the Biden administration was the Biden administration was beholden to George Soros. He's one of the crew you're referring to. And the big money on the far left, Hollywood money also, that gave him enough funds to win the election. All right. Remember, Mark Zuckerberg pumped in four hundred million dollars to the 2020 election, most of which went to people to help harvest votes for Joe Biden. So you're correct. There was a tremendous debt owed the far left. However, Biden could have easily swatted that away and said, look, we appreciate what you did for us, but I got to enforce because I raised my right hand to enforce the laws of this nation, so I have to. He could have done that taught he didn't do it any idea why and still still hasn't done it
1: so i have a couple of theories about this one is that the president is um, not fully there there's a there's a power vacuum uh, he he he's uh, you know there's lots of speculation about the, his mental state but i believe that he's not all there And he's unable to kind of wrap his uh, mind around that issue along with other issues at the same time And that uh, people like Alejandro Mayorkas and uh, those uh, far left theologians, as I call them, are taking advantage and exploiting. Uh, That makes
0: sense. And I have reported that as well. We can't prove it. But that's the only avenue. Is there another avenue beside the diminishment of his mental capacity to understand complicated issues? Is there anything else?
1: Yes, there is one other issue, and that is um, the the people and the ideology that are running our immigration policy today, uh, they come from what I call the uh, migrant advocacy industrial complex, which is to say that it's this vast constellation of NGOs, of organizations that profit very, very handsomely on huge numbers of immigrants crossing that border. They are gaining government contracts in the hundreds of millions of dollars. All right. But that those be, that aren't getting government
0: that could be stopped with a stroke of the pen. And then what I led into you with was the narcotics, which is going to be for the next 10 to 20 years. Uh, because of all of the addiction now that is happening. There's no justification there. There's no human rights there. There's nothing there but crime. So let's help the drug cartels make more billions, right?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, the drug cartels, there's, there's good credible reporting that the drug cartels are starting to make more money now on human smuggling than they are in some cases on uh, drug trafficking. All right, trafficking.
0: And, and, and I don't just, but let's put that aside. The, the people who want open borders don't care how the migrants get here. But who wants 4.5 million pills of fentanyl found in Tempe, Arizona? Who?
1: Right, well, what you do there is you just ignore that. You swat that information Why? away. Why? So that you can, because they just
0: don't care, Bill. They don't don't care. They couldn't care. Uh, It's not that they don't. Right. They couldn't care and allow the border to be open to the extent it is. Final question for you. You've been to the border probably more than any other reporter that I know. And there are all kinds of stuff, scams about children. I mean, these cartels in Mexico they control the entire co- country of mexico in my opinion there's no restraints on the cartels inside mexico but you're a much more uh you're much more authoritative in this area than i am because i've been down here a few times but you've been down here a while am i right that these cartels are controlling that whole country
1: yes uh they they control Physically, the the geospatial control is something like, uh, you know, thirty five percent of Mexico. Like physically control it, and the rest of it, they can control by dint of uh, payoffs and uh, threats and intimidation of the central government. Remember, these cartels have huge, well equipped paramilitary armies, and I mean full on armies right. with tanks and machine guns and everything, uh, and you can't push them around. Uh, quite the contrary, they are pushing the central Mexican government around. Uh, that president down there embraces a policy that he calls hugs, not bullets. I know. That's the One
0: of the worst things I saw was the three amigos going down there, uh, Biden, Justin Trudeau, and Obrador, and they just, there they were. And this didn't even come up. It didn't even come up. It was such a farce, such an insult. All right, the book again is Overrun How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. You can get it anywhere. All right, the author is Todd Bensman. So, Todd, I hope you'll come back, and uh, we really appreciate the good work on the book.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the attention
0: to it. Okay. All uh, right, let's go to politics, uh, <laughs> the Republican Party. You know, I'm a registered sort of independent. Um, And and I, I, you know, my value system, my traditional belief system is better reflected by the Republicans than the Democrats. I believe in limited government. Democrats want huge government. I believe in the free marketplace. Democrats want to control the marketplace from Washington. So my value system is better reflected in the GOP, grand old party. This party is so dumb, I can't even tell you. The latest is that the chairwoman, Rona McDaniel, goes on television and says, if a Republican presidential contender, okay, doesn't swear that he or she will support the eventual nominee, that contender cannot participate in an RNC debate. Roll the tape. As RNC chair, if I said
1: I wouldn't support the Republican nominee, I would be removed from office. I would, I'd be rightly removed to be part of our bylaws and I would be kicked out as RNC chair. Anybody getting on the Republican National Committee debate stage should be able to say, I will support the will of the voters and the
0: eventual nominee of our party. So she's gonna ban anybody who won't do that. I would never do that. So say you, you are a Republican contender and you give it your best shot, and you don't win. And then the person who does win turns out to be a monster. You got to support the monster? No. And it's unconstitutional. What she just said, you can't do that. You can't deny somebody's freedom of expression if they change their mind about a candidate or the candidate does something henceforward. This is the stupidity that drives me crazy. Isn't there anybody in the Republican National Committee that can say, no, I don't think this is a good policy. All right. So I'm down in Florida, um, mid 80s, sun is shining and I had a lot of business to do um, down there, but I was nice to get out of the cold. My message of the day is about, you know, my little trip It was very fast, uh, 48 hours. So I'm staying in a very nice area south of Palm Beach, and across the street almost literally is a three-day fundraiser, three days for DeSantis. I don't even know. I'm never invited to any party stuff because I'm not a party guy. So he's at uh, the uh, Four Seasons Hotel, $2,000 a night for a room, um, and you don't have to, you don't even see the water. Read my message of the day, okay? It's just like, it's insane. Anyway, three-day fundraiser. And here are some of the people who showed up. Ron Johnson, senator in Wisconsin. Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas. Ann Coulter. Dana Loesch. Uh, Laura Ingram; Mick Mulvaney. All right? Trump's White House chief of staff. They all kind of, Went on in to this. Now, I'm driving past this place. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here. If I had known, and I'm mad I didn't, I would have snuck in there. <laughs> I'm not going to pay him anything, but I would have gotten in just to check this out. Now, I don't think DeSantis was there for three days. I think he just pops in and out. Um, but he's running for president. There's no doubt about it. It's just a matter of when he's going to make the announcement. New Orleans. All right. So it's just after Mardi Gras. And now they want to recall the mayor of New Orleans, LaToya Cantrell. All right. There's LaToya. And according to many New Orleans people, she is a disaster. One stat. All right. Last year, 22, there was a 116% increase in homicides in New Orleans, and it is now ranked one of the top 10 most dangerous cities in the world. Now, LaToya apparently uh, not just she She's just screwed up everything, so she's going to be recalled. I believe she will be recalled. Update on Kim Gardner, district attorney in St. Louis. There is now a court proceeding. Missouri Court of Appeals Judge John Torbitsky is presiding to boot her out. She has been fired by the attorney general, Andrew Bailey. But she's not leaving of her own accord. Um, So now it's in the Missouri state court. She will be booted. The attorney general has the power to fire her. It'll be interesting to see if Missouri state troopers have to walk into her office and escort her out. We're on it. We'll update you. Smart life. So you know how I feel about drugs, including pot. Never used it. Uh, It's bad. I'm sorry for you pot smokers out there. It may relieve some pain. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about recreational marijuana on a regular basis. It's bad. Okay, and the younger you are, the worse it is. So, the American College of Cardiology, okay, Uh, and the lead author is at Stanford University, very prestigious, says daily use of marijuana, and more and more Americans are using it every day, makes the user 34% more likely to develop coronary artery disease. 34%.
2: 18 plus.
0: If you are living a smart life, you are avoiding intoxicants. A few drinks, a few beers, want nothing wrong with that. But if you are inebriating yourself on a regular basis, you are not living a smart life. This is not a lecture, all right? This is not based on anything other that I want you, listening and watching me right now, to be healthy. That's what it's based on. This day in history, February 27, 1968, 55 years ago. Today, the Vietnam War, never a good thing, took a terrible turn when CBS newsman Walter Cronkite said this.
1: To say that we are closer to victory
0: today is to believe, in the face of the evidence, the optimists who have been wrong in the past. To suggest we are on the edge of defeat is to yield to unreasonable pessimism. To say that we are mired in stalemate seems the only realistic, if unsatisfactory, conclusion. That was it so when that was said, February 27, 1968, President Lyndon Johnson said, I've lost Cronkite, I've lost the country. And he was right. Now, why did Cronkite say that? Because leading up to today, 55 years ago, was the Tet Offensive. And this is an incredible story. So the American and South Vietnamese allies killed 60,000. Viet Cong and North Vietnamese regulars. 60,000. Okay? And the US lost 2,600. So you would say, wow, I mean, that's a, an unbelievable victory for America, right? 60,000 dead and wounded against 2,600? No. Because the cameras, the TV news, captured the communists invading the U.S. embassy in Saigon and causing all kinds of mayhem all over the country. And people saw it. And they go, wait a minute, we were supposed to be winning this thing. So even though we won that battle, we lost the war. Because after that, the support to get out of Vietnam rose dramatically. That happened 55 years ago today back with the mail segment and a little bit more on my trip to Florida, but it's a little lighter in the final thought. Okay, let's go to the mail. We got George, concierge member. We've had a surge in concierge membership lately. And the reason is that people are starting to figure out that if you have a serious problem, I will help you solve it. Okay? That's not a bad backup to have. So George says, Mayor Pete looks so out of place walking around with his hard hat on. In Ohio, I couldn't help but think he looked more like he was going to join the village people. <laughs> you know, get the hard hat guy? Why am. No, okay. Um, if you don't know who the village people are, look them up. They're worth it. Uh, David Abernathy, England. And again, we've expanded overseas now. We want to hear from you all over the world. Uh, David says, good analysis on the Andrea Mitchell story, Bill. I guess her ideology got in the way of the facts. But you would think that Vice President Harris was somehow complicit by not correcting Andrea Mitchell. Listen, in our country, David, these politicians will never do that. I don't know how it is in in England. I haven't been over there in a while. But Harris, you know, if Harris is going to get a softball that attacks DeSantis, you're going to run with that all day long. True or not? Uh, Mark from West Virginia. Bill, you said it. Lester Holt was a good newsman. All he is now is a yes man, and I have zero respect for him. I can't crawl inside his head, but I bet he enjoys being NBC's yes man. I don't think so. And I know him, and you don't. Look, it's hard to walk away from a job like that. That's all I can tell you. Uh, Lester was really a good, honest reporter. Carol, concierge member, Biden went to Ukraine for the photo op to use during the 24 presidential campaign. The fake danger siren went off while Biden was strolling down the street with Delinsky. Well, how do you know it's fake? How do you know? I, again, we go back to people believe what they want to believe. Now, Carol, you're entitled to your belief. If you want to believe it was fake, absolutely. But you can't state it as a fact, because that's not right. Lyle Johnston, Jackson, Missouri. Bill, have you noticed how 80% of TV commercials now involve black actors? Yeah, I've noticed. But I, I'm happy that they're getting work. It's hard. If you're an actor and you get a commercial, I mean, that pays six months rent. So I'm not one of these people that, that keeps a scorecard on color, skin color. Um, yeah, but it's going on. It's woke. I understand, but that's not a bad woke thing, in my opinion. Um, you know, I don't know the demographics of it. I don't want other people to be denied work based on skin color. That would be wrong.
2: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: But, you know, if somebody gets something good, I I usually support it. Bruce Nielsen, Duluth, Minnesota. Whatever became of Ray Epps, the prominent figure in the crowds outside the Capitol on January 6th? Ray Epps. Okay. Now, you remember that he was the center of all these conspiracies. He was an FBI agent. He was this. He was that. So he was not arrested. prosecuted almost a thousand people were in the Capitol riot ray never went inside the Capitol he did testify in front of the January 6th committee what he was doing there uh, what he was saying incident I read it it wasn't much he was a Trump supporter he wanted to go out and show that you know he believed the election was a fraud but he was not charged with anything Tammy Nelson Brookfield Illinois I'm a premium member And want to thank you, O'Reilly, for bringing the truth to the people. Love the smart life tips and the word of the day. Your killing books are all phenomenal. You are an amazing man, and I pray for you and your family every day. I'm not an amazing guy. I just work really hard, Tammy. And my philosophy is to help other people. So I don't know if that's amazing, but I appreciate the compliment. But most important are your prayers for me and my family. That's the most important thing you could do for me. Thank you very much. okay the team normal stuff is going to be here soon. I'm torturing the manufacturer and there's a good story here I'm going to tell you when I come in why you know it's hard to get the, the stuff that we uh, the pre-orders were already sold out of the white team normal hats. We ordered more but the pre-orders sold them all out okay this is how hot this is how big this is so, we have, we're going to have them all. We're still in the pre-order stage. That's going to change in the next few days. We'll start to, you know, when you pre-order, team normal stuff. And we got the mugs. We'll put them up. We got the polo shirts, which I could have used in in Florida over the weekend. I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, when you pre-order, we don't charge you, and we'll have better shots of those polos. Those are too far away, but they're beautiful, and the women's polos are great. Okay. Anyway, when you pre order, we don't charge you until we ship, but we'll start to ship in the next few days. So we get the mugs, we get the shirts, we get the hats, we get the bumper stickers. Join Team Normal, okay? And uh, you don't want to be on Team Crazy. Team Normal. Word of the day do not be pawky. P A W K Y. Love that word, pawky. Back with a final thought in a moment. Okay, so here is the final thought of the day. Um, South Florida is packed. It was packed everywhere because it's winter break. And it's, again, my message of the day. And people everywhere. And the prices were just insane in Palm Beach, just so you know. I love Palm Beach. There's a lot going on. I got a lot of friends down there. Coastline is beautiful. There's a reason it's the most expensive real estate in Florida. But believe me, they're not giving anything away down there. So anyway, um, it's I go to church. I go to 9 o'clock mass. And then I had a meeting at the Breakers Hotel, which is a nice old hotel on Palm Beach. So I go to my meeting. And we have a little breakfast at the meeting, that kind of thing. And then I say to everybody, we wrap up uh, the meeting. I say, OK, I'm going to walk back to my car, which is parked in a St. Edward's parking lot. Had to be about 85, 86 degrees. I want to tell you, boy, it's hot and it's the end of February and I'm going, I don't know if I can make it. Now I lived in Florida. I taught high school there for two years. I was based out of there when I covered the war in El Salvador and the Falkland Islands situation. Okay. So I know South Florida pretty well. But I know as I get older, <laughs> the extreme heat, cold thing. I'm walking. It was about a half mile, I a, which I'm glad I did. I needed the exercise after the breakfast thing. But I'm going to myself, could I live down here? So the only reason I'm telling you that is if you are contemplating a move to Florida or Texas, Remember, I lived in Dallas for two years. Talk about hot in the summer. Or the Carolinas or Georgia or Tennessee. You have to be able to accept the heat. All right? Yeah, you can say, well, I'll stay in most of the time with the air conditioning. That's no way to live. You know? You've got it. Now, some people can. Some people love it. Ah, oh, it's you mean it's only 90? How about 98? To me... <laughs> Because I'm Irish. All right. The DNA is in there. If If it gets over 80 in Ireland, everybody panics. So anyway, I noticed that heat end of February. But I still had a great time. It was still good to get out of the cold. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than 1 billion dollars in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.